Live in the booth. <laughs> Some comedy the butcher podcast. Well, this is a live show version of this. The is the the preamble to the live show. Yeah, uh, the live show is about to. Max Friedman here. This is Joe Noodleman. <laughs> Thanks for checking in, Max. Very. Hey, we got we got a show coming up. We're just the, a few minutes. We're at the Co Prosperity Sphere. Where is that? Which is at thirty two nineteen South Morgan. I I knew it. Yeah, sure you did. Uh, th- it is eight thirty at the time of the show, even though it's supposed to be eight. So you could come anytime, and there'll be a show, but preferably closer to eight. Who's on this show? Uh, we got uh, Eric Scott, hot as a person, as a man, and uh, just an attractive man. Yeah, we get it. Uh, really, f- we get very it. funny. <laughs> you yeah, but you led with his physical looks. Yeah, everyone. Le- have you seen him? Yeah, he's a good looking scarred guy. arm. Is is that hot? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Claire. Swan- we got Claire Swanson. Claire Swanson, very funny guy. Oh, after your praise of uh, Eric Scott, that was a little, a little lackluster. Unburned arms. Oh well, that's the that's that is high praise for Max Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, closing out, we had uh, Cameron Gillette, who had one of the yeah, that most was enjoyable really, sets I've ever seen. Yeah, that was really. Cameron crushed and, multiple uh, applause breaks. I almost never laugh at stand up. He was he fantastic. Was, yeah, it was very very fun. It was a real fun show. He, uh, he wasn't sure because we initially had a different headliner, and then he wound up having to close, and he wasn't sure if he wanted to do twenty five minutes. Yeah, and he was amazing. And we were like, "You can do fifteen or twenty. He did twenty five. Yeah, because he was having a good time. Super he was, great. He was crushing. So this is a super fun show. I think you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. All right. Well, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's about to get going here. It's the it's the Twilight to the preamble <laughs> here at the Comedy Butcher Podcast. Very somber uh, intro. And it's where we tra- transition into the recording of the live show. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Comedy Butcher. How is everybody doing? Give yourselves a round of applause. And please join me in welcoming your lovely host for the evening. Give a warm round of applause for Richard Joe Noodleman. Hi. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for doing this. Has anyone not here been here? Be- been, not been here before? Just how'd you? Uh, why are you here? <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You guys, clap it up for him, right? I hope, I hope you're not gonna. I hope you're not too angry uh, that. All right, thanks, man. I I, get, I don't have to talk to you anymore. It's fine. <laughs> it's just said good. Okay. Clap if you've been here before. That's a cheap. Okay, I don't need to do that. Uh, thanks, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a show. Uh, it's kind of like the other ones you've been to, uh, where stuff happens and you guys may like some of it. You guys ready for that? Okay. Right. I want you to uh, clap for the comics you're going to see. Uh, start clapping right now. It's going to be Eric Scott. It's going to be Claire Swanson. And your headliner is going to be Cameron Gillette. Right? It's, right? That way you don't have to clap. I mean, I'm going to ask you to clap every time. Uh, but that time, it was special, right? Because that was just me trying to get like get you to be energetic. Because I'm not, I'm not, ener- you guys know I'm not energetic, right? You guys come to the show enough, you know who I am. As a human being, like, do I have to stop pretending? Like, this is way lively for me. Do you understand? Like, I'm coming out of my skin. Okay. 
You guys having a good time so far? Right, that, that, that classic bit. Okay. Oh, thanks, man. It means a lot. Dude, what was this? Was that like the cool guy slight, like gesture? Well, you could have fooled me. You could have just said you were cool and I would have believed you. You. The, you guys having a good time? T-shirts, are you having a good time so far? That's actually not a bad idea. If I, if I made you guys having a good time so far, T-shirts, uh, yeah. I don't... Just this T-shirt with, like, just Sharpie written on it? I don't think I've ever felt more like a capitalist than I do in this moment. <laughs> you guys just told me you would give me money for nothing. Do you understand? For bullshit? Okay. Hey guys, this show's up here, okay? You understand? <laughs> hey, hey guys. How's it going, man? Nice. Well, I thought, okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Well, so, uh, hey man, dude, what the fuck? Are you having a good time so far? Does he, God, you guys are, you guys are disappointing me already. Okay. Well, this is going to be a great show. <laughs> right? Uh, so we, you know, I already introduced all the comics you're gonna see. Uh, I'm sure you guys know who I am, right? You, you know who I am. That's weird. Is it weird for you that you come to the same place and see the same people do comedy every month? Like, is that weird that you just see me every time? Is it? Is it? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> you say it's comforting to see the same person every month. Why? To see, like, that my life hasn't changed either? <laughs> like, oh, he's still doing that too. Okay. I guess my life could be worse. Like, that's exactly what it is, right? Watching me is like therapy? Well, yeah, it's just a yeah. <laughs> Man, this is... I don't, I don't like the fact that this makes me feel good. <laughs> like that should be that should be the saddest thing I've heard that my comedy is like therapy that's free that you don't have to pay for it oh man it should at least be expensive therapy you should at least feel bad after you leave didn't all right all right well this show's going great so far uh, right okay well I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna t shut up <laughs> well I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking for a little bit. Uh, and then I'm gonna start bringing up comics. You guys okay with that? Woo, all right. Oh, you're, you're relieved. That my, you're relieved I'm gonna stop talking? Was that excitement or relief? <laughs> okay, but there's multiple interpretations of a woo. Some can be, like, man, I'm glad that's over with. Some can be, woo, this is gonna be awesome. I don't know what, Ric Flair woo? Isn't that the nature boy? Yeah, who did, did you, did you think there was a different nature boy? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's a different nature boy that I'm unaware of. Like, like, Steve, Steve the nature boy? <laughs> Sounds pretty great. There's a whole family of them. Rick had kids, right? Isn't his daughter like a WWE star? Oh, you were too, you were too quick with that. <laughs> you should have had to at least think about it. <laughs> do you watch wrestling all the time? What? Do you, do you feel bad about it? So that makes you feel better to watch more of it? 
Well, you could say that about anything. Some stuff is better than others. Well, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Man, you just you just you just cut deep. No one else in here in this room plays magic? Fucking nerds. <laughs> you play magic, man? Yeah? Oh, you're not you're not like hardcore. Oh, you fucking nerd. I hated Pokemon. Would you fifth estate? Wait, did he did he win a Pokemon tournament for fifth? You won a po you were fifth in the state from Pokemon? I feel like I'm losing control of this room right now. What what what'd you say? You you finished fifth in this in the in states? Oh you you on the ranking. In the ELO rankings? I was nineteenth in Magic in Illinois for limited for a little while. Anyone is that impressive? To anyone? Yeah? Huh? I was pretty good for a short window there. Uh, I gave it up to pursue comedy. Uh, right? This actually, this is actually uh, how I got into magic. I had to give up caring about wrestling so I could start playing magic. Anyone, anyone else have to give up that vice? Because uh, the, the local store I would play at had tournaments on Thursdays, which is when SmackDown was. And I didn't have cable growing up, so I had to choose between magic and SmackDown. I think the choice is pretty clear. You guys don't agree? Does anyone else watch wrestling besides? Do you still watch wrestling? I feel like... Do you, do you, do you live together? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're a captive audience? You made it sound terrible. Like, you can go to your room if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> to be honest, I don't like how interactive this is either. <laughs> Well, that was, that was, you don't have to make, you don't have to make it sound a Lambs reference. Ever. Okay. Well, I think this is going great so far. Uh, I don't, I'm gonna, I, I, I feel like I should still talk about something, but I don't know if I should keep talking about anything. All right, I'll keep talking about something. Yeah. So, this is a really, this is a really frustrating time uh, as a conspiracy theorist. Is anyone else a conspiracy theorist in here? No? You just one? Like, it should be the best time because we're finally running the government for a change. But it's just depressing because it's going so terribly. Do you know what I, do, do you know what I mean? Do, do, do you guys actually know what I mean? Like, it's ruining, it's ruining all my favorite stuff, right? Like, there's this, um, there's this YouTube page that I follow uh, called End Time Productions. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Uh, it's a wonderful little small production company. Makes beautiful little YouTube documentaries, right? Uh, and there, I was watching this little one about how Satan uh, has actually been running the planet, right, for thousands of years, and he actually created the myth of evolution, right, to lead us all away from God. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of this. There's a lot of information in this little video, right? Uh, and then he goes on to explain how Donald Trump is actually here to help fight against these evil forces. And that just ruined the whole thing for me. I mean, this was a delightful little film about the devil destroying humanity, right? Why do you gotta make it political, okay? You didn't have to go there, all right? And I don't think the devil really cares who's in office, okay? I don't think it affects his plans, right? When he's talking to a little 13-year-old boy in the suburbs, convincing him to kill himself, I don't think he's holding off for the election returns, right? He's just doing what he's gonna do 
because he's the devil, okay? And this ruined not only my enjoyment, it also destroyed the credibility of the documentary, okay? Because I'm a rational guy, right? If you're going to tell me that the devil is real, okay, and he's created myths that we're confusing as science to win the eternal struggle, I want to listen to what you got to say, right? But if you're going to tell me the president's a good person, you're just insulting my intelligence, okay? There's no media conspiracy to make him look like a terrible person, okay? If the media wanted to make him look bad, they could just play all the things he's actually said. Do you understand? I feel like you guys don't understand. I feel like this was better. I feel like this was better before I started doing the thing I wrote. All right? And it's just really frustrating. It makes me embarrassed to be a conspiracy theorist because they're all on his side now. I don't know if you know that. Like, all his fans are big conspiracy theorists. And it doesn't make me offended as a fan of logic. It makes me offended because I'm one of them, right? Like, why can't we just go back to the good old days when we were afraid of Freemasons and aliens and shit? Like, why does it have to be that we're happy that he's there? Like, it shouldn't be this way. Or, like, everything's upside down. Like, years ago, I used to go to bed scared of the government because I was just listening to Alex Jones, right? Now I go to bed scared of the government because I know they're listening to Alex Jones. Do you know how fucked up that guy is? No one should be listening to that guy. He's a wonderful source of entertainment, but he's a terrible source of information. Do you understand? I don't know. Nazis are happy. That's, you guys like Nazis in here? Boo, did you say boo Nazis? Oh, they really, they really hate it when you do that. <laughs> I watch Indiana Jones, they just boo. They all, get, they all get really sad. You know, not, Nazis are really happy right now. Like, there's actually, uh, you guys, do you guys go on the Daily Stormer? Do you know what that is? Okay, so I spend a lot of time on there. That's actually a website uh, for neo-Nazis uh, and the Klan. They don't discriminate, right? They have all kind of white supremacists. Uh, and there's actually a forum for Nazis uh, that, I, that I've spent some time in. Uh, they actually have meetings in Rockford, if you guys want to go. Uh, the most interesting thing I ever saw in their message board was someone posted that, hey, man, I think we need, like, an anthem, like a song for the Nazi movement, right? And then someone posted, someone else posted, uh, I don't know if this will work, but I think it's perfect. And they posted a link to Mel Brooks's Springtime for Hitler from the producers. And their response was, this is perfect. Uh, I don't know who Mel Brooks is, but clearly he's one with a cause. I don't know what to do with that anecdote. I just thought it was too amusing to not share with you. Right? That, that kind of makes Nazis that much more enjoyable, right? That they're stupid and they like entertainment. Do you understand that like we can bond over Mel Brooks? Like, is that? Okay. All right, I'm going to talk about one more thing that's not going to go well. And then we're going to start the show, right? Okay, you guys having a good time so far? Right, all right. So, uh, I, uh, I've been in a relationship for eight years. It'll be eight years in like about two weeks, actually. Thank you. Uh, it wasn't a good, that was a wow. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that means like he's in a relationship. <laughs> uh, her name is Becky. She comes to every show. She'll be here later. Um, I tell her I love her like every day, right? I have no idea if I mean that. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, I, let me clarify. I love my girlfriend. Okay, like there's no one else I want to be with. Okay, I have every intention of staying with her for as long as she wants to stay with me. I just don't know if love is real. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm. You, you guys know what I fucking mean, right? You, who in here has said I love you to someone and afterwards like, do 
I really, right? Like, is it just like, a, maybe, I don't know, like, I hope it's real, but every, that's, I feel like that's all I'm doing every time I'm saying, like, man, I hope this is true, right? Every time, you have no idea, right? You don't talk, right? Right? You guys don't know? Like, maybe it's just a nice thing. Maybe I just don't want her to leave. Maybe that's just a nice thing you say when you don't want someone to leave. Maybe that's just what love is, is you know you don't want them to leave anymore, so you say the nice thing that'll make them stay, right? That's, that makes sense, right? That's what, isn't that what I, you just hugged him because it feels weird right now, I understand. <laughs> but I love you, that doesn't mean, that we, none of us know if that's real, right? Because we've all said I love our dad, and then we've also said fuck our dad, right? It's the same thing, okay? Guys, you ready to get this comedy show started? All right, guys. Your first comic is super funny. He runs a show every week uh, up in Lakeview, a show called Colleen. He also runs another show at the Hidden Shamrock uh, twice a month. The next one's coming up this Friday if you want to check it out. Uh, put your hands together right now. Put your hands together right now for Eric Scott. Hey, thank you. Give it up for, for Joe real quick. Nice. You guys love you some Joe. That's cool. I've never been to a show that has inside jokes before. That's crazy. You guys could be doing this in Joe's living room, I think. Is there like a Noodleman fan club? The Noodle Maniacs? Is that the one? Uh, I was thinking that one. Noodle, Noodle Mennonites? Uh, Noodle Mennonites at the round table? Okay, I'm done. Uh, that was too much. This place is cool. Interesting. I saw this at Flooring Depot, I think. But other than that... Pick out linoleum. I don't know. Did someone here make that? I hope not. It's nice. Um, did you make it really? Did anybody see the lady catch the lightning bug in her hand earlier? This lady over here? Claire, who, Claire who's going up after me, she goes, oh my gosh, it's a lightning bug. And this lady just snatched joy from the sky. That was crazy. It was, wow. <laughs> You're great. Yeah. That was like the whole plot to the Karate Kid, I'm pretty sure. Like, just grab the bug out of the sky. Um, Guys, my name's Eric. Uh, Joe was talking about Nazis a little bit. I heard a, I heard a fun joke about Nazis. It's, uh, what do gay guys and Nazis have in common? It's that uh, I get mistaken for both of them. That's, uh, that is, they're like, with that haircut, who knows? Um, uh, one of their parades is more fun, you know, than that. But one's better organized, so what are you gonna do? Uh, cool. Um, I don't know. It's been a weird year. I feel like we can all agree on that. You know, what's crazy thing to me is that kids are going to grow up hearing about all this as history. Like, that's wild. You know, they're going to hear about Trump becoming president. They're going to learn about 9-11 as this historic event that happened way before their lifetime. Uh, what's even crazier is they're going to know Ludacris as an actor. Like, that's wild. Arguably the most upsetting of the three, I think. Uh, I don't know. Not all shows are like this. You guys are real cool. It's a very interesting spot. I did a show a few weeks ago. Oh, it shows a loose term. I was uh, billed as the guest speaker at a banking conference in central Illinois. Uh, <laughs> the lights were up the whole time. I stood behind a podium, and half the crowd was Amish. <laughs> and, like real Amish, like the ones you've read about. You know. Yeah. I told some of my friends about it, and they're like, Eric, are they going to understand any of your references? And I was like, okay, you know, like, they know technology exists, they just don't use it. Like, no one went home and they're like, I like that last guy, but how was he talking so loud? I just... <laughs> the wizard? 
The show actually went really well. Um, I think it's because I told them I was very famous and I knew they couldn't look it up. Like that was, I'm not in the library. They could not find me. Uh -huh. I was at a show one time and I was talking to a woman. She goes, it takes so much confidence to do what you do. You know, you get on stage, you talk in front of people. I could never do that. It takes so much confidence. I guess, you know. Uh, but I saw a guy at the gym the other day with two ponytails. That's confidence. Oh, my God. I couldn't do half of what he does. That's crazy. Look at him. When I got off stage, this other comic, he kind of grabbed me. He goes, uh, your hair looks like shit. Your shirt's wrinkled. Just say your jokes and stop being a pussy. Right after he goes, and I don't say this to everyone. Good, don't. Like, that's not a nice thing to say. Like, and I'm not very confrontational, you know, I wish I was. Uh, I don't want to start fights, but I want to be just confrontational enough to tell the person cutting my hair I don't like what they're doing. You know? Right now, I'd let them do anything. I'd be like, all right, we're going to do a two up top, a six on the side. Afterwards, I'm going to bang your girlfriend. I'm like, do you think that would look good? Is that, I trust you. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I graduated from college a couple of years ago. Graduated with a degree in media and cinema studies. That's about right. Uh, that's a good response. It's about the same response my dad gave me. That's good. Uh, media and cinema studies. That's what my $100,000 piece of paper says. That means I can watch a movie a little bit better than you. That's, uh, things are going pretty well. I, uh... <laughs> I was back in my college town recently. I was talking to a teacher, and she said, I feel so bad for people in your generation. You know, you all go to college. You're all drowning in debt, and you're all receptionists. I was like, you know someone who's a receptionist? How in the hell did they get that job? I'm interning at a dog walking company right now. So. And if this golden retriever doesn't write me a letter of recommendation... <laughs> I may never be an Uber driver, you know? I don't know, it's, uh, it's tough out there, you guys know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just dumb, <laughs> that could be it. I, uh, I put on cologne for a Skype interview the other day, so who knows, you know? I like Uber, I'm still getting used to it, I'm still fairly new to the city, uh, not using it, but seeing it, you know? Because uh, it's weird, because it's normal cars, and it's weird seeing a grown adult sitting alone in the back seat. Makes me think they got grounded, you know? <laughs> I'm like, that middle-aged blonde woman must have really upset her Pakistani father. Uh, they, she's in trouble. <laughs> She'll probably take away her cell phone, too. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I like living in Chicago. Uh, when I first moved here, though, I didn't realize my old lease was a month longer than I thought it was. Uh, so I was stuck paying double rent. I don't know if that's happened to anybody. You know, it's not the end of the world, but it really sucks being broke because you have two apartments. Like, that's not how it should be. You shouldn't have more places to sleep than you have pairs of jeans. Like, that's not <laughs> budgeting. No. I'd try to make the best of it. I'd be like, yo, do you want to eat beans in a can at my main place or my weekend villa? Things are going pretty well. Um, I, uh, I didn't have any money at the time, but I felt like the most pretentious poor person. I'd see a homeless guy, and I'd be like, you know how you did too many drugs and you can't afford a home? Well, I have too many homes and can't afford drugs. Uh, things <laughs> were the same, you see? You know. One thing I would do to save money, uh, I still do. Spices are pretty expensive, uh, so I don't wash my pans. So then the next thing you cook has like extra seasoning. Um, I don't know if anybody does this. All right. 
That way when dates come over, they're like, oh my God, Eric, these eggs taste like older eggs. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> you're incredible. Please meet my parents. Um, I, like, uh, I like it here. I like Whole Foods. Um, I like that there's women drinking wine while pushing a shopping cart. Like, that's a fun thing. It's classy, you know. Um, but I don't really shop at Whole Foods, but I try to recreate that classy vibe in my life. Um, apparently, drinking a 40 at an Aldi's isn't classy, you know. That's a misdemeanor, I think, is what they told me. It's, I, uh, I have a girlfriend now. That's cool. It's a good thing. Not, not eight years, but I'm, uh, I'm getting there. <laughs> and uh, we just recently became boyfriend and girlfriend. It's a big step. We were seeing each other for a while. Recently got the title of boyfriend and girlfriend. I like it. I think it sounds better. It's easier, you know, like uh, if you were watching the news and it said, uh, man murders girlfriend, you'd be like, well, that's terrible. Of course, you know. But if you were watching the news and it said, Man murders girl he's exclusively been having sex with for eight months. You'd know, be like, oh, well, dating's hard, you know? Uh, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> you know, she, uh, she told me recently that her ex-boyfriend has been reaching out to her, um, texting her and stuff, and she said she had a new boyfriend. That's me. And uh, the next day, he messaged her back and said, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Eric seems really funny. He Googled me and watched one of my stand-up clips on YouTube. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I was like, you should give him another shot. He sounds great, to be honest. Uh, he's, he's got good taste. I don't know. Bring him to a show. <laughs> Doing this cool thing in an art gallery. You can smoke indoors, I hear. I do have a job. Um, I just got off work when I came here. I, I'm an indoor skydiving instructor. <laughs> that's what I do, right? Yeah, it's cool. That's what, have you done it? Oh, that, we do that. That's the thing we do. That's a thing that's on a video and painted on our wall. We're like, eh. It's a hard. When somebody once told me, it's like, yeah, never say you're a stand-up comic until you're a working comedian. That's all your money, you know, unless you're an indoor skydiving instructor. Then just say you're a stand-up comic. You'll get a pass. Um, and I'm an indoor skydiving instructor, and it's a lot of fun. I work with a lot of kids. Um, these kids come in, and... Uh, these young kids, and they're wearing perfume and cologne. They're like 10, 11 years old, you know? I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Mainly because I don't like it when I like the way a kid smells. You know, like that's weird. It's conflicting. You know? But I don't get out a lot. I don't go to a lot of de department stores. So I kind of just sample each kid to see what, see what I like. It's generally frowned upon to rub a child on you like a magazine, but you know, like, what are you doing? Then when I go out, people are like, oh my gosh, you smell great. What are you wearing? I'm like, I don't know, some kid named Bradley from Lincoln Park. Uh, nice kid. <laughs> Before I had the, uh, the indoor skydiving job, I, was, uh, I had a buddy who was doing outdoor skydiving, which is just skydiving. That's so dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and at this point in his training, he was learning how to pack a parachute, and the guy who was teaching us how to do so was only using sex references. He's <laughs> like, all right, you're going to grab it up here by the clit. You're going to tuck in the labias, and you're going to push it down into the G-spot. Now, I swear this is what he said. Uh, he was willing to bet our lives that we understood what he was talking about. Also ruled out the possibility for any questions. You know? 
Real quick, on the parachute, uh, where's the clip? Oh, it's the same play school. I know where the first one is, so I know where the second one is, dude. Let's do this. Let's jump out of this plane, you know? You can't really just rub around on a parachute and wait for it to tell you to stop, you know what I'm saying? A parachute's never faked its opening because it cares about my pride. I have several ex-girlfriends that will tell you, I don't really know how to pack a parachute. I try really hard to pack a parachute. Sometimes they'd rather just pack it themselves, you know? Okay. Um, I imagine just getting on the plane, and the guy's like, I hope these kids get pussy or else they're going to die. Um, guys, thank you so much. I've been here, Scott. Guys, keep capping for Eric Scott. Wasn't that good? Right? Is it okay that I just brought the energy way down? Right, right? That, that, I mean, that's how I, that's how I, that's how I host, right? Is I just, I just do weird stuff. You guys remember a host set from 10 minutes ago? Remember how that went? That's kind of what's happening right now, right? You guys still having a good time? Oh, come on, you could do better than that. Pretend to have a good time, right? Okay. Thanks, man. You guys ready for your next comic? Uh, she's super great. I just did a show with her in a photo lab store the other day. A uh, real hot show. Uh, she runs a great show called Comedy Break. Uh, first Friday every month up on the north side, a place called Celtic Crown. Check it out if you want to. Don't check it out if you don't want to. But you're going to check her out right now. So start clapping your hands together. Claire Swanson. I love art, but that, the, just the one right there by itself, it's just like, if you're making a statement, what is it, baby? Just like, I love symmetry. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I, uh, I, I did, my boyfriend is the one that works at the photo store, and he was like, can we do a comedy show? He's like four months in and has done like 20 open mics. And I was like, okay. Um, so that's the show. I, I do have a boyfriend. He is real and people have met him and also agree that he's real. And so it's pretty cool. Uh, he's great. But I think the thing I like most about him is that he likes me more than I like him and I really like that. <laughs> so nice to be liked. He's a, he's a really good guy. I think the only thing that makes me mad, or not mad, just annoyed with him, is, and it's something he can't even control, so it's not fair, but he sweats a lot. Just like a lot. Just so much sweat all the time. And so like every time he wants to have sex, all I can think is like, we can't. I, I don't have time to do laundry. <laughs> like, no. Did you bring a tarp? Because then we can do it. Where's your tarp, baby? Told you to bring a tarp. He doesn't need to bring condoms because he has a vasectomy. Um, so he can bring a tarp, you know? I like that he has a vasectomy. It makes things easy. The only thing is it's like, I have to be much more careful when I cheat. <laughs> so careful when I cheat. Um... He's a good guy. I, I've been dating while losing weight. It's like trying to repair a fighter jet mid-battle. It's like so hard. Every time something goes wrong, I'm like, how do I fill this void? And donut 
that's when it's like, no, don't. I don't know, I, uh, I lost 180 pounds. Thank you, thank you, tepid applause. I gained it mostly back, over 100 pounds, hell yeah, come on. No, the first time was so much fun, I love, no, it was so easy and fun and enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, it's basically because your body is like, hey, we really like the way you were before. And it's like, well, I couldn't fit through doorways easily. And it, your body's like, I don't care. <laughs> and then it decreases your metabolism. And the only way to really fix it is through surgery, or at least that's what the doctor who wanted me to do surgery said. And uh, I bought it, literally. I paid him um, thousands of dollars to remove 80% of my stomach. Um, so I'm losing weight again. And it's good. It's the first time in my life I've ever been this girl. I've always hated this girl, but I'm this girl now. When we go out to eat, I'm like, a whole salad? I couldn't. You've got to be shitting me. You're going you're gonna to eat a whole salad? What a little pig. No, I would never. Dessert, I can't even think about it. I mean, I, all I do is think about it, but I physically can't. So it's nice. Waitresses are always wigged out by me because it's not like I wear a badge. Like, I only have a 20% stomach. But so, like, I'll have, like, three bites of my food and they're like, you don't like it? What? And they're like, why is the big girl not eating our food? What's wrong with it? Because uh, I must be a culinary expert. Um, that's good, I guess. You know... It's like the only thing is, is like, so the surgery is portion control, and I've definitely lost weight because you can't eat a lot, but you can also eat like five Twinkies if you wanted to. And I can say Twinkies because it's never been my thing, it's, so I can joke about that. Uh, if I was like chocolate cake, then I would start crying. Um, but you can't eat five Twinkies, so it's like you have, well, you can't eat five, but you can eat five over five hours. And that's the thing is, is like, portion control but you can still eat crap and so I've been I've, I've always been the girl that hated being told what to do even if it's in my best interest like my mom when I was little she'd be like put on your jacket it's cold out and I was like go to hell you bitch and I'd storm out because I didn't want to be told to wear a jacket you know like I just I'd rather be cold than you know submit to someone's stereotype I don't know um but it, it, the problem is, is it, it's the, if I tell myself something, I'm still like, you're a fucking idiot. You can do whatever you... So I'll be like, you need to eat a salad. And I'd rather die than eat a salad now. And then I'm like, there's a whole pizza to eat. And you can do it because you can do whatever you want. Um, so it's like now I have, to, I have to play games with myself, which is really weird. Like I, I try to trick myself. Like... I dare you to eat a salad. <laughs> I bet you couldn't eat half a salad if you tried. You know, just like little fun, like, <laughs> how, hey, Claire, how many hours can you go without looking at chocolate? <laughs> Let's see. And it's like, the more hours, I don't know, the better, per I don't know. The thing about, <laughs> who knows? The thing about losing weight is, is like it's everyone's business. Everyone thinks it's their business. Now that I'm losing weight again, I get these compliments like, oh, you're finally worth looking at or talking to. Um, they don't say it, but they'll be like, wow, you're looking great. And it's like, well, I know what that means. Uh, you're like, I finally don't cringe when I see you. Um, 
it's just everyone's business. Like, no other, because it's an addiction, right? No one's over 400 pounds because they don't know what apples are. They're, you know, they know, it's an addiction. It's, but it's the only addiction that, like, people, I don't know, they think they can comment on all the time. Like, an alcoholic can get away with being an alcoholic until it's, like, super bad. Because you're just like, Aunt Pam is fine, you know? She doesn't smell like alcohol. But I walk in a room and everyone knows what's my, sh you know, my thing. I don't know. It's, uh, I see a therapist and she thinks I'm very funny, so get on board. And, uh... She's like, she's a good judge of character. And she told me I kind of have to break up with food, like kind of like a boyfriend, you know? Because it's like this relationship I've had for so long, and I kind of got to distance myself now. But like food is the worst ex to have, because food is that ex that's everywhere and is always looking as good as the day you met him. And you're like, you never looked that good when we were together. What have you been doing? And your friends don't leave food, you know? Your friends are like, but he's a good guy. We can still hang out. And so you go to girls' night, and they're shoving him in their faces. And you're like, what? And like, that, was my, that was my thing. And you just have to take it. Until you're like, maybe I should spend one more night with him. You know? It tastes so good. I share my bed with me again. Also, like, it's the only thing that like people can just willingly comment on and just everyone's like cool. like i was at the beach one time and i heard an old man go like how could she do that to society and he was talking about an overweight woman in a bikini and i was like she didn't just bomb this beach what do you mean <laughs> like she just like took out an uzi and started mowing down kids like she's she just she's cellulite in public she's not a monster you know, but he's just, he saw something. I don't want everyone to know I hate this. But you know how many things I see every day that I think are disgusting and I look at them and I move on? Because I'm an adult, right? And we all do it. We look at things and we vomit and we move on, right? We're all vomiting in our mouths and moving on after looking at disgust. Like, I think yellow grass is gross. What are you doing with your lawn? Fix that shit. I have to look at that every day on my way to work. It's disgusting, but I don't do I don't start a yellow grass shaming blog because I didn't like the way it looked. Because here's the thing, some guys like yellow grass. Some, some guys think yellow grass is beautiful and they want to bury themselves in it. And then you're over there on the computer like, I think yellow grass is gross. And then yellow grass is like, why am I alone? I'm so lovely. <laughs> There's more to that joke, but I forgot it. A little peek behind the curtain. All right, we all hate fat people. Wait, okay. Usually people are LOLing so hard. Um, just kidding. Okay, I dug a hole. Let's see if I can get myself out of it. I uh, I didn't bring a shovel, but I've got this joke. I was dating a guy that actually didn't live that far from here, and I was sleeping in his bed because that's the kind of girl I am. I sleep in beds. I love a bed. <laughs> can't keep me away, I'll sleep in, I've slept in two beds in one day, so <laughs> love a good bed. And uh, I was sleeping in his bed and I woke up with bites in my body and not the good kind, I had the bed bug kind. Yeah, and I gave him this weird ultimatum. I was like, I'll stick around and I'll be with you. This isn't that bad, it was. But I was like, this isn't that bad. But you gotta let me call you my boyfriend so my mom doesn't think I'm gay anymore. 
And he said, no, I don't want anything serious. That's what he, I don't want anything serious. Bedbugs are serious, right? It's a serious fucking relationship we got into when you had insects and you're, you're an adult man that's been sleeping. How do you have that much self-esteem? I don't want anything serious. You've been sleeping with bugs for months and I figured it out. The girl that sleeps in your bed once a week figures it out. But he has the, the courage and the brave. I don't want anything serious. Fuck you. You should be proposing out of shame. Who are you? The self-esteem on this dude. And everyone's like, I, I think it's the new thing. People don't want serious relationships. But it's like, I don't want to do our taxes and listen to Yanni. I just want to label it. You know, I'm turning 30 soon. So I wrote that before I turned 30. Okay, I've got to change the wording. I, uh, he's, that's, that guy's fine. He's a human. He can sleep with bugs if he wants. I, uh, I don't know. My mom did think I was gay for a while, um, but I'm not. I would be gay. Oh, well, I want to try gay sex, like not with a woman, just like sex where I'm happy about it. Where I'm like, cool choice, Claire. This is really good. I had, a, I had a teacher one time tell me, do something you're scared to do, do it anyways, and you have to write a paper about it. And I chose to have sex with my eyes open. <laughs> and I don't recommend it. Close them tight. Uh, everyone's like, be present that, during that. No, think, okay. Now while we're mashing our disgusting bodies together. Okay. Um, you know, he, he had, so, I stopped hooking up with a lot of guys when I realized you can't suck self-worth out of a dick. It's a better joke, okay. Because, uh, man, if you could, if you could suck self-esteem out of a dick, do you know how much, I would have the confidence to tell someone I don't want a serious relationship when I have bugs in my bed. Like, I wouldn't be here, are you shitting me? If you could, okay, I would have so much stored up. I don't know. I, uh, one time I met a guy go, do you spit or swallow? And I was like, I only swallow if I like a guy. She's like, why do you have dicks in your mouth if you don't like him? Uh, because I want to, okay. I want it to be loved. Okay. Um, and now that I'm loved, I'm like, okay, I'm over it. <laughs> Need something new. Um, just kidding. All right, I'm going to finish with this hot joke about uh, hooking up with a guy after a Sublime concert. Hell yeah, come on, I party. Uh, we hooked up and the next morning he sends me a text that says, uh, will you make me a sandwich? And I said, no, nah, I'm good. And he said, what are you, a feminist? And I said, oh, that term that means I want to be treated equally, you caught me. I'm one of those weird women, you know? I am a feminist, why not? I do, but please open doors for me, my wrists are weak. And don't put me on the front line, but otherwise I'm a total feminist. Totally a feminist. So I, I told him, like, you know what, I wish you all take care of this isn't for me. And he sent back a text verbatim that said, I feel like a victim of a one night stand, was his wording, because I wouldn't have sex with him again. Like, I didn't sign a contract, right? I didn't green light him for five. Why do you think, all these guys with the self-esteem, why do you think, because the first time you have sex with someone, that's a job interview, right? You have to do your best so that you're called back for more work. You can't do a half-assed showing and be like, why didn't I get this job? 
because you breathe like a pug. At one point during the job interview, you breathe like a pug and then you're not invited back. Sorry. You can't do that and just not get it. He also, he also led with, can I have a blowjob? Guess what you can say, ladies? I never knew this. You can just go, no. You can just, no, I'd rather die. Also, like, I never want to have to be like, you can have a blowjob, you know? Like, I want to be tricked into it, right? I want to be mid-blowjob and be like, oh, I'm giving a blowjob. This isn't as bad as I thought it was. Uh, push my head down. If I buck up, that's a no, you know? Okay. Uh, we all pro blow. okay. Um, also, he said he's a victim, right? That's a strong word, right? That's, I'm a victim. You're not a victim. Red Cross isn't collecting funds for you, you know, for the guy that can't get... You can't go up to Hurricane Katrina survivor and be like, I get it, yeah, you lost your home, my dick lost its home, we're suffering. Also, saying you're a victim of a one-night stand is like saying you're a victim of a really good barbecue. Right? It's like, I want to go back to that barbecue, why can't I go back to that barbecue? But be fucking stoked you gotta go to a barbecue, right? Because there's dudes out there that pay for barbecues, and you got a free barbecue. I watched a movie about a guy that didn't get to go to a barbecue till he was 40, you know? All right, guys, thank you. Keep clapping for Claire. Right? That was great, right? Sex and food all in one set is wonderful, right? Well, you didn't have to say that, but okay. Guys, you, you ready? You ready for? You ready for more? Yeah. All right. Well, your next comic uh, has been running the show with me for several months, uh, and he's he's not having a good day, uh, but he's he's trying to he's trying to make himself feel better, right? So you guys, can you be extra supportive right now? Can you guys like right? Ah, he's a good. That's like the saddest guy I've ever met in my entire life. And he's like, oh, Max isn't feeling that well. I'm feeling fine, but he smiled his whole set. Do you see that? Did that not make you feel weird? That made me feel weird. It's nice. Hi, are you doing well? You're just nodding like you're on ketamine. Uh, (laughs) 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 Disconcerting is just like... Ask me a question. Ask me a question. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm good. This is good. Um, my name's Max. Hey, clap for everybody you've seen. This has been a fun show, right? It's been good. Uh, yes. Uh, I'll tell you guys about this party I went to recently. This is a fun party. At the end of the night, everyone is still there, decided to climb a ladder, go onto the roof. Real fun, right? Yeah. It was super fun until the ladder fell off the roof. And then it stopped being a fun party and became 15 incredibly drunk white people arguing about which one needs to jump off a roof. Which is worse, but... (laughs) Was a learning experience, though. Like, I learned that most times, the difference between a good and a bad time is just access to an exit. You know what I mean? Like... Sure, Alcatraz is a pretty scary place, but I went there once as a tourist. It's delightful. 
They gave me some ice cream. I got to leave. It was a great afternoon, you know? <laughs> not sure if I'm attractive or not. You know what I mean? I'm a big, tall guy. I look Jewish, but I also have, like, Nordic features. Yeah. I like thick hair like I eat vegetables, but these eyes like I do chemo, and it's hard. It's tough. That's why... So I was real confused. I was talking to a girl at a bar the other day, and it was going really well. And at one point, she's like, you're cute. You don't even look like a Jew. Whoa. <laughs> sort of brought me up, brought me back down, right? But I was into it. I played ball. You got to play ball, right? I was like, you're sweet. You don't even seem like a Nazi. And we fell in love. It was great. She's like, I love traditional white values. And I'm like, I love any female attention. And it was wonderful. She's like, we should get out of here. You want me to hail a cab? I'm like, I'm not sure I want you to hail anything. Maybe you should call an Uber and donate to a museum. It's like, I thought, maybe go with Lyft. Uber's a little German for your whole thing, you know? <laughs> that was a joke, huh? <laughs> My buddy went on a date recently. I asked him how it went, and he's like, oh, you know, it went pretty good. This is real pretty. We got a lot in common. The only problem was when we kissed, it wasn't that magical. Isn't that magical when we kiss? That was a big problem for him. That would not be a problem for me. If a girl can get over my hairy shoulders and complete lack of emotions, I can do without the blessing of a wizard. You know, it's a... Uh... <laughs> you covered your, your mouth like you were like, like I was courting you and you're a classy lady. <laughs> Like eating food, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot for a second you were on ketamine and then you reminded me. <laughs> oh, it was you. <laughs> Pardon me, I just heard of Matthew McConaughey thinking it must be the guy on the drug, I don't know what it does. Uh, <laughs> it was him, yeah. Well, I don't actually care at all. Uh, <laughs> trying to find these new places to eat. Recently, my buddy and I were trying to find a place, and he got in the Yelp, and he's like, man, this is crazy. I just looked up the best restaurant in Chicago. I'm not going to believe what it is. The best restaurant in all Chicago Yelp is a Taco Bell. Can you believe that Taco Bell is Chicago's number one rated Yelp restaurant? And I was like, oh, can I believe that people enjoy the only place in the world to sell Baja Blast Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, I think I can wrap my head around that, Mark, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to say people don't dislike Taco Bell. I get it. It's like fast food, probably contributes to cancer. What I'm saying is that if you chose to step foot in a Taco Bell, order a Crunchwrap Supreme, and then grab a handful of sauce packets, well, I hope you've made peace with cancer, right? It's just like, you know where you stand, right? Has anyone ever been surprised at a Taco Bell? Certainly no one has ever been to Taco Bell for the first time. Do you remember the first time you went to a Taco Bell? No, that's because it never fucking happened. Or it happened before you were born. It was like the Big Bang, but zestier. So there's no negative trips to talk about. There can be no negative reviews, right? Like, imagine logging a Yelp singing review that's just like, well, my wife and I, we were in the mood for Mexican. So we decided to try out this quaint little neighborhood bistro we kept hearing rave reviews about from a group of obese third graders. And we were disappointed. 
place smelled like a dental office. The tacos did not remind me of my semester abroad in Oaxaca. Give it one star. It's not a real review. Sometimes I feel like people discount how much expectation plays into how much they enjoy food. Like, I'll give you a few examples. Like a few years ago, I went to, I saved up money, went to this very fancy restaurant I couldn't afford. And I was expecting to have the best food I'd ever had in my entire life. And that's hard to live up to. Give you another example. Uh, last week, I went to a Taco Bell. Uh, and I was expecting to eat a taco made out of Doritos. And Taco Bell hit it out of the fucking park. I asked them for a church, they gave me the Sistine Chapel, right? And then I logged on to Yelp and I gave them five stars and wrote under that best restaurant in Chicago. Uh, maybe the world, right? Cool, this is good. <laughs> I like food. I, I'll eat whatever. I don't understand a picky eater, you know? <laughs> Which, there was like a mid-aisle high-five at the end of every one of my jokes. <laughs> Up top, through the walking space. I've had a cheap taco. You have a cheap taco? Let's touch our bodies real quickly. You love Taco Bell. <laughs> you seem like you love whiskey. Uh, <laughs> Picky eaters. That's what I don't like, right? Oh my god. My buddy, he's the pickiest eater I ever met. Like he told me, he told me that he doesn't like sauce. You know sauce, that liquid they put on most food? That one? Yeah, he doesn't like sauce. What else do you not like? Salt? Warmth? Friendship? Are you kidding me? Like I asked, him the, I asked him the other day, I was like, dude, do you even enjoy food? And he's like, yeah, I love food, as long as it's burgers or macaroni and cheese. A little specific to use the love word, right? That'd be like one of the guy who's like, hey, dude, do you like movies? And he's like, yeah, I love movies, as long as they're Die Hard or Chocolat. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Which one do you not like? <laughs> Do you not like chocolate or do you not like the French film? You don't like the French film, you're like, that's icky. <laughs> it's just, okay. It's just a, like, you guys are fun, I'm done. <laughs> Keep going for Max, right? If I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know that he needed that applause, right, huh? Super funny. Guys, you ready for your last comic tonight? Yeah? Come on, you can do better. Okay. Uh, he's legitimately uh, one of my favorite comics to watch. I think he's one of the funniest comics in the city. He's, he's so much fun. Uh, put your hands together right now, again. Start clapping right now for Cameron Gillette. such thing as restaurants. <clears throat> and 
my parents waited until I was old enough to take me to Taco Bell the first time. They didn't. They wanted to wait till I could process it emotionally, and and I will never forget the thing that I've had a million times since then. I um okay. Sorry that the last sight just made me a little emotional. Had uh, sorry I couldn't start out on a jokey note, but I'm kind of in a very vulnerable place right now. Um, I had a uh, I had a friend try to give me some girl advice. I say friend. I I was drinking alone in a bar, and this guy was also drinking alone, and he. He saw. He made a judgment call on me. He saw me and made a judgment call that I needed. I needed some girl advice, and that he had it. And his girl advice was, "Hey, dude. Girls. Girls. <laughs> girls like guys that remind them of their dad." As, as though, like, to say, like, that's it. Go have sex with that. Um, and I've been trying. I've been trying to use it. Oh, believe me. I've been uh, trying to apply it to my life. I've been um, catcalling a lot at girls. I'll, 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 do, I'll, I'll do a catcall. I'll be like a, an example. I'll be like, That normally does it. Um, okay. I tend to get bad advice from friends. I, I, I had to go to jail. They make you go. And um, before I was going, all, all my friends just kept giving me the same advice. All my friends just kept being like, uh, hey, don't drop the soap. Went to jail, though. Turns out you can still get fucked in the butthole with soap in your hand. Um, they're pretty cool about it. Pretty laid-back dudes. Pretty lax on the rules. Um, they, and they're gentlemen, you know? They make sure you come first. Um, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus, don't... Hey, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Not tonight. Um, I, I, I know. It wasn't in vain. <laughs> None of the, nothing about the way you said Jesus was in vain. It was important to you. And um, it's important to all of us. So give it up if you're excited about the way the world is going right now. Um, well, I guess most of us are, seem to be in a complicit agreement. Um, everything is kind of bad. <laughs> Personally, I think we should just like find a, a permanent way to like fix every problem. Uh, maybe that's just me. But like, okay, getting high. That's a great solution to things sucking. Um, but a temporary one. Uh, getting high all the time, permanent solution. 
And I've been working on it. I've been testing it out. I um, was I was waiting for a bus and staring at my own reflection in a window for a few minutes, just kind of zoning out. And do you ever look at your reflection in a window and then you kind of focus your eyes differently and you see what's in the, the room of the window that you're looking at? I kind of all of a sudden realized that for a few minutes, I had been making dead-on eye contact with someone in a gym running on a treadmill. need a frame of reference for how long a few minutes is, it's plenty of time for someone to go like. for someone else to get on the treadmill and also do that. Uh, but I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know if any of that happened because I was just staring at my own stoned face thinking something like, what if the government thinks we're the government? Uh, and so I panicked. I panicked. I realized I've been staring. I panicked and I tried to scream through the window. Uh, Sorry, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> and I turn around and face all the people I was about to get on the bus with, who now all thought that I just mistook a building for one of my friends. <laughs> That's how you solve the world's problems. Um, IMO, um, but I, uh, no, I, I tend to have, I think I love and trust all of you. What? 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 Was that too soon to say that? I, um, I don't want to make you nervous or anything. I, I tend to have pretty severe trust issues, like I think I think everyone's. If I think everyone's lying to me, if I'm being someone's talking to me, it's a lie. They're lying. Like <clears throat> I was walking a dog to make money, and this dog starts sniffing this guy a lot, and the guy goes, "Oh, you probably smelled my dog." And I was like, "No, no, admit it. You're a dog." 
pretty severe trust issues though. Like, like I was on a train and this guy on the train was clearly very agitated and talking to himself and he screams at the whole train, And I was like, no! No, that sounds just like something 9-11 would say. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, you guys know how when you leave food out, it attracts ants? <laughs> I was reading that the way ants find food that you leave out is one ant will come find it and signal all the other ants back at his anthill to come pick it up. So what I've started doing is all leave out like some chocolate and one ant will come find it, signal all the other ants back at his anthill to come pick it up. But when the other ants show up, I replace the chocolate with a tennis ball so the first ant looks like a dumbass. I was trying to smoke weed the other day, though. I was trying, okay? And I went to take a hit, and something tasted really wrong about it. Something was off, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I picked up the bag, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, no. If my bag of pubic hair is here, that means, oh, oh. Oh, I just mailed my weed to my parents. <laughs> um, oh, you guys, you guys though. Who, so who in here has an internal monologue? Who's got one of those? A lot of you guys, a lot of you guys got some of that going on. Um, I think everybody does, to be honest. I think it was just um, you. You felt it was a rhetorical question. Um, I think it's. Uh, well, wait. How, here's a here's a better question. How many of you guys? Everybody has one. Uh, how many of you guys have an internal monologue that's a real like, uh, hey, go get them today, tiger. <laughs> Cheer up and do the best you can, and you're great. That guy, maybe? But immediately after clapping, you doubted yourself and stopped, so I feel like you, you're not, you don't have one of those. I, I, uh, I think it's bullshit that you have to hang out with your internal monologue for your entire life. No, no one gets a choice in that matter, and no one would choose it if that choice was given to them. Like, if I were to be standing like as a coffee shop or something, waiting for the bathroom, and um, just kind of standing there waiting, and then some like very attractive person was to walk up behind me, and then I was to say like, "Oh, is is this the line for the bathroom?" I mean. <laughs> I'm in front of you, I should know that. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And then someone else was to walk up to me, a complete stranger, and was to say, 
what the fuck are you doing? What, why did you, this, that person thinks you're creepy. Actually, everyone in here thinks you're creepy as fuck. You, you're, it's awful and so terrible. Why did you even come here today? You need to, you need to go back home and smoke pot. That's the only place you're safe. You, you awkward piece of shit. I would not say to that person, uh, oh, hey, um, you want to hang out for every waking moment of the rest of my life? This is pretty chill right here. Okay. Um, I can be on, uh, I don't know. Okay, hold on. Sorry. I have a weird... I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm um, I'm a little bit in my head about something. I uh, I felt like I met this met this girl that was like the girl of my dreams, and I got her number. We we like hung out for a while, and like anyways, earlier today I kind of text. We we like been hanging out a few times and earlier today I kind of like texted her, put all my cards on the table, told her how I felt and everything and then like it's been like six hours and she hasn't texted me back and I'm a little bit like freaked out about it. Um, but okay wait so I have this theory though it's like whenever I take a shower it seems like if I'm like worried about someone texting me back and I get in the shower, they've usually texted me by the time I get out of the shower. Isn't that true for everybody, kind of, a lot of times? So I don't know, like maybe there's some kind of cosmic thing that happens where like water like pouring on your head or like interacting with you is like kind of nudges the universe in the direction of things you you want to happen, and maybe that's like, yeah, that's like why people text you back then. I don't know. So I mean, I don't know. This might sound stupid, but I'm just gonna kind of see if that like maybe works and gets me a text back. Um, it sounds stupid, but I, I'm kind of desperate. It's a little, it's like a, it's a few, it's a little long. I, sorry, I'm like really nervous. I'm like shaking right now. Uh, actually, here, uh, could you just, well, I feel like I've kind of roped you into my situation now. Do you just want to read the text to me so like I can imagine you're her? Okay, she, she, she. She's in, uh, it's like the first text pops up on you. She's, she's, in, she's in there as future wife. Will you hold this for me? Yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't be with someone whose solution to everything is pouring water on his head. I got your back, buddy, though. I got your back. 
keep them both. Keep them both. Well, give me the mic back. Uh, <laughs> that would be an interesting choice. Keep these both, but I'm going to perform now. That was fucked up. I, I'll be honest with you guys then. Oh, fuck. I, show must go on, right? Show must go on. I have this thing. I'll let you in on something a little bit fucked up about me. I have issues with self-harm. I kind of have all my life. And sometimes when I'm feeling really internally fucked up, uh, self-harm or self-abuse kind of like pulls me into the moment in a way that is so intense and visceral that like it helps me kind of collect myself and be present. And I'm sorry to like do this in front of you guys, um, but self-harm is like I, I have to keep performing. I have to center myself somehow. And um, I wouldn't want to get my lighter wet. Oh shit, that's good stuff. Okay. Now I can keep going. Um, anyways, um, so like, what else is going on? Um, this kid, this kid walked up to me when I was walking out of a pharmacy and he had a clipboard and he goes, excuse me, sir, uh, my basketball team is trying to raise money right now to travel. And if you could just, and right there, I was just like, all right, all right, I've heard enough. Uh, I'll join your basketball team. Uh, um, um, oh, you guys ride trains? You like those motherfuckers? <laughs> Is this a cider? Oh, good. Oh, it's a really citrusy ale. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I was on a train, <laughs> this is, I, I live, um, a little north of Wrigley Field, so I have to take the red line south all the time, and I, I was on this train, and it always, like, passes Addison, the Addison stop when Cubs, the, when the games are letting out, and there's this really drunk lady, decked out in C Cubs gear, sat down next to me on the train, and, like, right next to me, and she just had an open wound on her leg with blood coming out of it. Like actively, blood actively coming out. And I was understandably kind of like, okay. Um, she could see that I was like kind of inching away from her and looking tense. And she said to me, don't worry, it's not like I have AIDS or anything. <laughs> Which, you know, you, you know when, you're here, when you hear that, like, I was just like, no AIDS, uh, give me that blood. Uh, I'm gonna, no one else on the train, I, I get first crack of the blood, okay, I don't mind if I do. Um, and then, you know, it's like, oh, there's a pregnant woman, I should let her have it first. I, um, you gotta be polite on CTA. Okay, what should we do about that? Uh, something right now, or can you? 
you know how I did some very intricate stuff that was planned out and it had a resolution where you thought I was fucking up and then I wasn't in the end? Uh, this isn't one of those things. Um, this is a real accident. Not a performance art. <laughs> it would be kind of... I would... Bars would hate me if I had performance art where I spill things every single time. But I should try it. Uh, um, oh my god, I feel so rude. Oh, fuck. I'm really sorry, everybody, I didn't ask. I should have asked and I didn't. Um, where my fellas at? Um, fellas, I got a flying tip just for the fellas. Um, next time you gotta go for a flight, walk into the airport lobby and you just yell, uh, And the TSA will come up to you, understandably, and be like, excuse me, sir. You just say there was a bomb in your cum? And then you reel it back a little bit. You go, yeah, well, I was just kidding around, trying to lighten the mood in here. And the TSA will go. We're required to jerk you off. Check if you have a bomb in your cum. And then you go, oh gosh, flying takes too long these days. And you get a free HJ in the AP. Um, I want to leave you guys with like a real zinger. I feel like that would be appropriate now. Um, okay. Zinger, okay. What did the butt say to the boobs? I have to be honest with you guys about something. I didn't write a punchline of this joke. I thought it was going to come to me organically in the moment, and that was fucking stupid. If I'm going to be honest with myself, for once, it's going to take 20 years to write a punchline to a perfect premise like, what do the butts say to the boobs? But I have good news. I have good news though, that I was just reading an article in kind of like a science magazine that was like saying time travel could be invented in the next 20 years. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone. Oh, shitty text. Um, for 20 years from now, um, I'll set a reminder, 20 years, after I've written the punchline to what the butt say the boobs, to time travel back to yesterday and um, I'll write the punchline to what the butt say the boobs on like a little note and I'll um, I'll put it, I'll hide it somewhere where someone wouldn't touch it 
like, okay, I'll put it, I'll say to put it like, okay, so that little stack of art things right there, the shelf with the orange one on it, I'll say to put a little note on there. Um, so, I don't know. Would you mind going and see if that, seeing if that works? Just like if there's anything up there. Oh, fuck. Um, it just says everyone in the future is dead. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Well, sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm done. I love you. Bye. Guys, keep clapping for Cameron. All right, well, that's, that's the show. Uh, did you guys have a good time? Uh, well, please, you know, yes, he spilled beer. Uh, <laughs> so uh, please keep coming back. Tell your friends. This is right. Thanks for coming, and go enjoy your life. Thank you. <laughs>